One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nady and Katie at the Movies. I am your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. And joining me, as always, on this journey of movies is Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. And I noticed you didn't say good, 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 good friend. What's that about? Well, we'll get into why I don't think you're as good a friend for this episode a little bit later. (laughs) Today's episode is all about Creed 3. This is the ninth movie in the Rocky series. And the first ever that does not show Rocky Balboa played by Sylvester Stallone. We'll get into a little bit of the reasons why he didn't show up in this one a little bit later. So let's get right to the synopsis. This movie is about Adonis Creed, and he has been thriving in both his career and his family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just a fight. This movie stars and is directed by Michael B. Jordan, who played Killmonger in Black Panther. It also stars Tessa Thompson, also from the Marvel world. She plays Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Endgame, and Thor Love and Thunder. And also Jonathan Majors, who plays Damian Anderson, is also in the Marvel Universe. He plays Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man Quantumania and future Marvel movies. And he was also just seen in the movie Devotion based on a true story. The reason I didn't mention Katie as a good, good, good friend is because, Katie, have you ever seen a Rocky or Creed movie? First of all, I'm confused. Why are they calling it Creed 3 if it's actually the ninth movie? This feels very Star Wars-esque, you know, to have three different trilogies or something. The only thing that I know about Rocky is... And then Adrian. That's all I got. So Katie's going into this movie without any background information whatsoever. So there were some characters in this movie that she probably didn't know. By the time we're recording this, you literally just got out of the movie. So I just want to hear what your thoughts as someone who has no background information whatsoever. (laughs) That's this is a standalone movie for you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I think this is and this is exactly what makes Nadie and Katie uh, at the movies fun is you usually have a more educated perspective when you see the movies. And I'm usually far under researched. But I will say right now, coming out of the movies, this is like a immediate survey. I loved this movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, again, it, maybe that we'd be different if it was the final of a eight or nine episode saga. But wow, talk about drama. Talk about action. Talk about incredible acting. I cried. I was shocked. I was amazed. I was intrigued. Maybe a little predictable, but I didn't even care. You know, it doesn't. you don't even care that's predictable. Like you could probably know what's going to happen by the trailer. And I still loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And this is someone who does have the background information of all these characters and where they've come from and how it's built to this point. The biggest highlight for me was probably Jonathan Majors, who plays Damian Anderson. 
this guy is just a phenomenal actor from everything I've seen him in so far. It makes me want to go back and watch other things he's done. I definitely want to go watch Devotion. Uh, he was in some TV shows as well. That makes me really want to go back and watch. He just plays a very cool, dynamic character. And I've seen some reviews saying that they kind of wish that he was the protagonist, not the antagonist, and how his backstory of someone who knew Adonis Creed when they were younger and got into some trouble, went to jail for 18 years. Uh, before he went to jail, he was already getting big in the boxing world as a boxing prodigy himself, kind of missed out on his chance by getting put in jail. And so a lot of people thought that his storyline was more in the realm of the Rocky story in the past. But of course, the movie's called Creed. And so right. Adonis Creed is the star of this movie and I loved every aspect of it. I the biggest thing I loved is the fact that they took this character of Adonis Creed and he has since retired. And so now he's like the how Rocky was in his later movies. He's training people to start fighting. And so it's really cool to see Creed take on the Rocky persona in a way of training. I love that it was talking about your past and having to face it and having to face your emotions of your past. A, a lot of critiques have been that they didn't like that they had him deal with trauma too much. They wanted more fighting, I guess. I think you have to have that. Like just people that want to beat up on each other. You can't make that a two hour movie that, I mean, if I wanted to watch that, I would just watch a UFC fight and it's not a movie. That's not cinema. That's just watching a sporting event. So you definitely do want to incorporate that. And I think they did it tastefully. I think for the African-American community, especially, I would imagine it, you know, sometimes it can get old. It's like, OK, just because we're black doesn't mean we come from Crenshaw and had a hard thug life. I think that they touched on it a little bit. You know, yes, he was kind of a, like a troubled youth, but it wasn't like gang violence and they didn't go deep, deep into like the crime aspect. I think they did it enough to where, yes, everyone has stuff that they're dealing with. And I thought it was a healthy message to walk away with that you're like yes you make mistakes he didn't you know he owned up to his mistakes like yes he messed up both of the guys in the movie messed up in their own different ways one legally and one just kind of being a jerk friend creed's mom she messes up and she confesses to that and apologizes but i think a lot of that is why the last fight was so powerful is like he had to heal from his past in order to fight correctly i, I think he even is teaching his daughter about how to fight. So her, his little daughter, of course, she's like, you know, the very typical. She's like getting in trouble at school for hitting kids. Of course, her dad's a boxer. His daughter is deaf because his wife is deaf and hard of hearing. And so she goes to a, a deaf school and one of the kids is bullying her. And so her response is to punch him. And Creed is like, OK, I agree with that. And the, the mom is like, uh, that's not how we want to raise her. You have that balance of when when should you choose to fight and when should you not choose to fight? And I think that's what Creed goes through this whole movie. Is he fighting to defend his honor or defend his reputation? Or is he fighting in a way like of fighting? Work through inner, his emotions. Well, yeah, working through his emotions. And he's doing that through boxing. I know we said before that it, this movie can't just be about fight scenes. But the fight scenes, though, were <laughs> freaking awesome. And I didn't realize this was in IMAX, dude. Like at one point, Creed gets punched in the gut really hard 
And then it shows like that gut punch causes like sweat and water on his back to like come off a little bit. I mean, it's very detailed. Could have been weird. I actually thought it was great. And it starts, the whole movie starts that way with a big fight scene where it's very slow-mo. I thought those were incredible. I was sitting there wondering how they film this kind of stuff. Could they probably be professional boxers at this point? Or is it a lot of it stunt doubles? I know with, with Sylvester Stallone, he... He basically trained for this, for these types of movies. And I would assume the same would be said to about Michael B. Jordan. But what I really thought was cool is that he said that when he was filming these fight scenes, he took a lot of inspiration from anime. And you can tell because of the slow motion punches and like the punch to the gut. And you like hear is and then there's that punch at the <laughs> end where they're fighting and they punch each other. Like yes, slow yes. motion punch of each other. That's totally from anime. And so the fighting style was was not the same as the other Rocky movies. And from what I remember, it was just really more intimate. And I think it made sense because of what the whole storyline is. And what I thought was cool, you mentioned the fight at the beginning. What I thought was cool was that he really paid attention to certain areas that he could take advantage of. And that kind of reminded me of the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr., where he kind of does the same thing. He notices the weaknesses of the other person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what Creed does, which you find out later. He kind of learned from Jonathan Major's character because he does that, too. He takes advantage of Creed's weaknesses. And it was just, oh, my gosh, it was just so good. (laughs) One kind of random side thing, apart from the fighting, like I said, I love the drama. I, I teared up a little bit. Uh, in the scene where like his mother has passed away and he's kind of trying to deal with that and reflecting on his past. But I really appreciated the representation of the deaf community. I don't know, again, I hadn't seen any other movies, so I don't know if that already happened in Creed 1 and Creed 2, but wow, how incredible. It wasn't just a small little blurb part. It, it's a, it had quite a few scenes where he's speaking in ASL sign. And I don't know if the young actress that plays his daughter is actually deaf. Um, but I know for a fact, some of my friends in the community have felt like they're always underrepresented in movies. And this was one where she just happened to be deaf. It wasn't the whole storyline. It wasn't a major part of the plot. She was just another character. Uh, and they, they did a little bit of that with Spanish as well. I appreciated that they like had some Spanish speaking in there. And to me, that just really made the movie feel... I don't know. There was it was so dynamic. There was so much going on, but there also wasn't too much going on. I think it's Creed 2 where they have their daughter. And like I mentioned before, his wife is deaf and hard of hearing. She has a slow degenerative hearing loss that she eventually is going to lose her hearing as well. And so when they have her daughter, they're kind of concerned about that. And they're concerned that maybe she'll have issues and she ends up being deaf so they introduced that in the previous movie and then obviously years later she's grown up and i really enjoy that they that they took advantage of that and and really didn't shy away from the fact that she's deaf and like you said they they had those moments where they had full-on conversations and i thought that was cool as well another thing that i really liked is the ending of this movie they could have ended it with creed and Damien have this grudge and they fight it out and then they never speak to each other ever again. I love that they kind of left it open to the fact that maybe he could come back in a future movie, maybe as an ally, 
kind of like with Rocky and Apollo Creed and the Rocky movies, they started out as enemies. And then by the second movie, they team up and they become allies. So I thought that was kind of cool. They kind of left that open. So I loved it. That it was about forgiveness. You need to let go of what was and walk into what is. That line was just phenomenal. As someone who likes to look for God's truth in almost every movie he sees, that was just, that was awesome to hear. Were there any dislikes you had? I have one. If you're telling me this is something part of a Rocky series, where and in what way? That would be my big critique. And I think that's a lot of people's big critique is there's hardly, there. I think there's one line that mentions Rocky. There's another well, I, line. I'll that, tell you what line it was, Nathan. The line was comparing Kane to Rocky, not even our main character. He was like, oh, are you sure we should take a chance on this guy? And they're like, well, someone, you know, your father took a chance on Rocky. I think in the trailer, he was mentioned a little bit more than he was in the movie. And Damien kind of talks about how uh, Adonis's father took on a an unknown fighter and helped him. And that's, he's talking about Rocky as well. That's the one big critique I would have is there's hardly any mention of Rocky Balboa in this movie. And I don't know if it was because Sylvester Sloan had already decided he wasn't going to be in this movie. There were some, you know, reports that he didn't want to be in it. He didn't like the direction that the movies were going in. There's also uh, some issues with one of the producers of the film where they kind of made him sell off the rights to Rocky. And so there's all this backstory of why he wasn't in this movie, even though he was not mentioned, I will still say as someone who's seen almost every single Rocky movie and Creed movie, it still felt like a Rocky movie. It still had that feel. It had that, the style it had the, the fighting montage, you know, when he goes to train, to fight Damien, they have that montage that they have in every single Rocky movie. And so even though he was not mentioned, and that is a critique for me, I will say I don't think it really hindered the movie that much. Another dislike I would probably say, and this is just me being nitpicky, there's some songs in this movie that feature the F word in it a bunch of times, like not just once. Do you have feelings about that? I would say the music, actually, I had a lot of positive to say. I thought the music was very fitting. Like, I felt hyped, especially like even the opening scene was just like very hyped song. I, I really liked it. It got me in the mood for the movie. But I know exactly what song you're talking about. It's a very clear, you know, sometimes songs have cursing in it, whatever. We maybe don't notice. This is like a very blunt, like F-bomb, really loud. Um, the N-word is used a few times. And, and yeah, I think it does sort of take away, but it wasn't a deal breaker for me, but I could see why maybe someone that would want to see it was like, oh, I don't know if I, I want to see this, but they shouldn't be watching it anyway. It's very violent. It's a very violent movie, but I think the fight scenes were just phenomenal. So, Katie, I'm going to ask you this. For someone who's never seen any of the movies before, does this movie make you want to go back and possibly watch at least the first two Creed movies, which I would highly recommend? But uh, 100%. I, I would say I'm afraid to, like, I'm afraid to watch Creed 1 and 2 because what if they're not as good as what I just saw, Creed 3? Uh, but yes, I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to go back and watch. I texted Scott immediately after it was like, dude, this movie was so good. And I would encourage anyone listening that hasn't seen Creed 3, 
you can get away with it. You can get away with watching this movie standalone. I did not feel like at any point that anything was like, like, again, I was attached to the characters and I hadn't even watched the trailer. I had literally no idea what was going to happen. And I still found myself immediately attaching to the characters. And I think that speaks a lot to the acting and I guess as well, the script. So that is Creed three. We have to rate it. Katie, what would you rate Creed three? One out of six stars. Well, I know Jesus Revolution is about Christianity, so I should rate it higher than the violent boxing movie. However, from a cinematic standpoint, <laughs> I would definitely put Creed 3 as a pretty high up rating of 5.5. I'm also going to give it a 5.5. It was really close to a 6 because I think it's a very good movie, but uh, probably because of the music choices that just kind of took me out of the moment sometimes, I'm going to give it a 5.5. And that is Creed 3. So coming up is two movies. That's right, two. Because I am going to be doing a surprise Saturday review of Scream 6, the sixth movie in the Scream franchise. I'm kind of excited about seeing it. Not going to lie. And then after that, our next Tuesday episode is going to be 65, the new Adam Driver dinosaur movie. I was excited to see it, and then you described it as the Adam Driver dinosaur movie, and <laughs> I don't know what to think now. Okay, fine. It's Kylo Ren takes on dinosaurs. Does that make it sound okay, more exciting? Okay, all right. That, that's fair. I'm actually really excited about that one, too. So we have two movies that I'm super excited about watching. Katie, do you have anything to send us off with? I am the tiger. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.